0: hello ash
1: good evening greg how are you
0: yeah really really
1: good you yeah awesome looking so as this has been released we will actually be live together during an investigation at a location um kind of in the middle of us both yeah a bit closer to me but yeah we and we look forward to sharing that with all the listeners see what happens
0: yeah definitely so we've got a couple of things coming up as well another one um which is top secret at the moment mm. but all will be revealed but yeah so looking forward to that also so also by the time this is released and the link will be in the uh the show notes. It shall. Our new book has been released. Our first book. It's been self-published. Yeah, it has. Self-published uh paranormal United States book. So it's 50 chapters, 50 states, and many more, more um paranormal stories, accounts, locations. So available
1: mm-hmm. on Amazon. Currently, if you, if you search for a paranormal United States, it's the top result. Yeah. You know, on there, and as we talk, we are currently number two in the paranormal book category bestsellers in the space of like a few days. So, <laughs> yeah, so you can get help. number one. Yeah,
0: there, definitely buying a book on Amazon. Yeah, I appreciate, and thanks to everybody who's already bought one. I've been blown away with the amount of hand selfies with books that we've received this week. <laughs> yeah, hand selfies. Randomly, um, every, everybody has separately been doing it.
1: Mm, it's cool. Because really, like, we've not even seen a copy yet. We've not even had our copies come through yet. And people have <laughs> already bought it and received it. We've not even seen it in person yet. So yeah. it's really
0: cool. So, yeah, thank you, everybody. It's been a very exciting week, rounded off by... Uh, us meeting together again tomorrow, so that's all but, come uh, together quite um, conveniently. That actually it has coincidence, remember? All these things Synch- are co- synchronicity, synchronicity. Hell yeah, currently mm-hmm. on that, on episode rewatching episode four. What's on the rewatch? I'm on episode four, I think, as well. It's very good program, actually. I, I'm surprised I haven't seen it before, and I'm Pleasantly surprised with what I'm seeing, it's really good. That's what I learned about the Estes method and so mm. watching them do it on, on this and seeing the results that they get. Yeah, uh, in insane.
1: It's episode three, isn't it? When that's yeah, you
0: know, they're sat on the, the, the porch doing it all. Yeah. yeah, some really wild stuff there. Yeah, so Estes method is a really cool, cool method of experimentation. So I can't wait to. I might be doing it right
1: now as you're listening to this. I might be there with the headphones on,
0: <laughs> communicating <laughs> with. The unknown. The unknown indeed. The unknown indeed. So we haven't done one of these for a little while. So this is Haunted Pub Crawl for anybody who's new to the show. Um and every week or so we will certainly every episode we will take a jaunt around the country where we visit local pubs, um h- hotels sometimes, um, that have got a bar. <laughs> where there's a haunted experience, accounts, strange goings on. So we, we started up in Scotland, and we're making our way down. We're, we've we been uh, Newcastle, loads of other places. That I can't even remember off the top of my head. Aberdeen. We've been all around Scotland, down into the north of England, and we're, we're slowly making our way down. Um, yeah, so we here we are. So the first one, i'll be talking about is this is a very interesting one it's called the busby stoop in and i love some of the word names yeah yeah and you wait till you find out why it's called that and what it all is because i saw it and it was like oh my god i need to i need to talk about that and cool. let me show you a picture of the outside of the pub it's it's a pretty standard um Haunted pub, um the Busby Stoop Inn, as you can see here. Nice. You may notice something, though. It's not called the Busby Stoop Inn anymore. It looks anymore. like a, an Indian... It's an restaurant. Indian restaurant now called uh, the Jalpur Spice. It went from being a pub to sort of like a residential home, and now it's into an Indian restaurant. So, and as with a lot of these places, they do sort of change hands, change sort of commercial use as well. Mm. So going back to the Busby Stoop Inn. So the odd name comes from an old owner called Thomas Busby. So Busby Inn. Around the turn of the 18th century, Thomas Busby was thoroughly despicable man there's many reports of him being a bit of an arsehole um in and around the north yorkshire's village that he called home and just outside north allerton uh, he was quite a notorious individual anyone who dared to stand up to him would find a ruthless and often brutal nemesis he was basically an asshole. busby was a petty thief and a perpetual barfly so He did enjoy a drink, obviously bought the pub as well. Um, Mm -hmm. In his favorite pub, he had a favorite chair, and it was a basic standard bar chair that nobody dared to use. But there was one man, according to legend, that did precisely that. A guy called Daniel Orty was a local forger who had more than a natural talent for his nefarious activities. He was Busby's father-in-law. So there was a a family connection there. Uh, He purchased a local farm called Danotti Hall. And basically he was a counterfeiter and he was counterfeiting coins back in the day. So he bought this farm uh, and it gave him more room to increase his counterfeiting. Farm was remote, but close enough for him to sort of capitalize on this counterfeit coins that he could circulate around. So, Daniel Orty, the father-in-law, goes and sits in Busby's famous favourite chair. Busby's an arsehole. And Busby was aghast when he discovered that somebody had taken his seat, even more so when he realised who it was. So, as per normal, a row breaks out, and it escalated into a full-on fight between son-in-law and father-in-law. Um, they both left the pub, didn't end there, and what had started there spilled out to the fo- farmstead. Sorry, Daniel's farmstead, and it was there that Busby murdered his father-in-law. So nice. a bit of a dark twist on the night. This story um, so
1: random, by the way.
0: Yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> so yeah. cruel,
1: but I'm not expecting in this this story. But yeah, no, carry on.
0: So there was an investigation that was about as open and shut as it could be because there was witnesses, they had a fight, and he killed him. Trial followed in a similar vein, and Busby was quickly convicted. A guilty verdict of a murder trial of that era often meant the sentence was death. So Busby's fate was no different. However, he was granted the honor of a final request. So Busby was arrested, tried, condemned to death after he murdered his father-in-law, um Busby was actually, turns out that he was part of the coin counterfeiting business as well. Um, so after the death, there is a variation of the story where Busby cursed the chair whilst on his way to the execution. Whereas others say he was drunk in the chair when he was arrested and he cursed it then. So we've got this murderer, who owned a pub, he was an arsehole, dodgy guy, and cursed this chair, whether it was on the way to the execution or not. Either um, way, it was cursed. It was cursed. So, Busby was gibbeted at Sand Hutton Crossroads. So, gibbet is an instrument of public execution, which is like a, guillotine, executioner's block, impalement, stake, hanging gallows, or related scaffold, gibbeting is the use of a gallows-type structure from which the dead or dying bodies of criminals were hanged on public display to deter other existing or potential criminals. Awesome. Occasionally, the gibbet was used as a method of execution, with the criminal being left to die of exposure, thirst, and or starvation. So you can imagine the gallows, it looked like a gallows, basically. And the practice of placing a criminal on display within a gibbet is also called hanging in chains. <laughs> so, not not the most pleasant. Oh, pleasant thank you. Way. Yeah. And the site of the execution is opposite the pub. So, of course, of course. Um, there's a crossroads there opposite the pub, which is now a roundabout. And that's also said to be haunted by Busby's ghost. <laughs> So it's a bit of a crazy place. He decided not to, to move on and decided haunted to stay Haunted Roundabout, there. that's it. A... Haunted Roundabout, yeah. We've done haunted so, roles. Never done a, we have done haunted, haunted roundabout. Roads. Yeah. There's no strange coincidence that the ghost of this pub is Thomas Busby, they believe. He also mm-hmm. haunts the area where he was hanged over the road. There was a chair in the pub that Thomas cursed, as I mentioned before. Um, he said that anyone who shall sit in the chair shall face a horrible and sudden death just like he was due to. So legend has it that many people who sat on the chair did in fact die within a matter of days and sometimes within hours, yeah. which is a bit weird. So we fast forward a couple of years, well, a couple of hundred years really, and locals claimed that during the Second World War, Canadian airmen from the nearby base at Skipton-on-Swale went to the pub and those who sat in the chair never returned from bombing missions over mainland Europe which I don't think many did anyway, but as to the legend. And in the 1970s, some fatal accidents were linked to the chair. In 1978, however, the chair was ultimately hung from the ceiling of Thirsk Museum to prevent anybody sitting on it, even by maintenance. Wow. Um, this is where it gets a bit weirder. The fur- A furniture historian examined the chair and found it to have machine turned spindles. Whereas in the 18th century, chairs were made using a pole lathe. So he dated the chair to 1840, which was 138 years after Busby's execution. So I'm not entirely sure that it was the chair that he um, that he cursed. However, this is when it gets a bit weirder. The mystique of the chair took on a life of its own. Whilst it was still in the pub, the landlord of the pub at the time took measures to prevent a bold use of the chair and it was removed from, from the main bar and taken down into the basement. However, the chair still managed to find a way back to claim its victims. It sounds like some kind of weird horror film. the picture of, like this chair walking up like, the cellar stairs on its own. It's like, do you want to see a picture of the chair? Legs. Yes, I do. So they did hang the chair up in the pub at one point. And that's it there. It actually looks quite creepy. I'm not going to lie.
1: I was pitching it walking up the stairs. Yeah.
0: It? It's some kind, kind one of... One leg at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's some kind of weird horror film type thing there, isn't it? So a few minutes later, when maybe one... Or well, most of the staff had overlooked the infamous chair. A bricklayer was contracted to do some work. Whilst he was working, he noticed a chair in one of the corners. Apparently, it had been forgotten. Chances are that he'd never heard about the chair and wasn't told either. So, on his break, he calmly oh, used no. it without a oh, second no. thought. Yeah. Sometime after his lunch break, he contrived to fall to his death from the pub pub roof, even though following the catalog of woe more was to follow a roofer was working when the roof suddenly gave way a domestic collapsed into a chair so a cleaner collapsed into a chair after losing her balance and suffered a fatal aneurysm a delivery driver crashed his van within an hour of his encounter with the chair so very 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 weird and in As I say, 1978, the chair was ultimately hung from the ceiling of Thirsk Museum, Um, and there it stands today. So that is the haunted chair of the Busby Stoop Inn. And the stoop is apparently the sort of block bit where you stand on when you're going to be executed. So it's Busby Stoop Inn, it was named as... so. Yeah, nice interesting pub. Maybe pub after someone being executed. So a bit different having yeah, a, that, that's a chair is. this time. I love that. I love that.
1: That, that was, was a good cool. one. Yeah, it's a bit different. Nice. Well, mine's a little bit different as well. Um, good. You mentioned about kind of we do mainly pubs. Sometimes pubs get re- repurposed into different types of buildings and stuff. Yeah. And what I'm going to talk about, and I will see if you recognize the name, Um, you may not but if you do just tell me so we're going to go to a place called Antwerp Mansion in Rushholm in Manchester if that rings any bells that's all should it
0: possibly I've got a feeling that I know where this might be going but no it, it doesn't ring a bell at the moment We'll see, we'll see it's not, So, Ant- It's not a
1: lodge or anything, is it? No. Okay. So Antwerp Mansion was purposely built as a private residence in 1840, forming part of the Victoria Park Estate, a go- a gated community for the wealthy Victorian industrialists of Manchester. Built in an early Gothic architectural style, it was just a house, a big mansion until it changed its use to a private club in 1922, when extensions to the building were added to incorporate a ballroom and a snooker hall. So I managed to get it under the haunted
0: pub umbrella, because it wow. was converted into... It's a bit of a tenuous link huh?
1: yep. However, However, in more recent years, the mansion gained an almost cult status within the music scene, as it became a nightclub. It's a nightclub not well, the Polish... ended, was it? No. no um is a nightclub in manchester until march 2018 okay and it, it was known for hosting a wide range of events including club nights live music art exhibitions and other cultural gatherings the venue was particularly well known for its vibrant and unique atmosphere attracting a diverse crowd of locals and visitors over the years It was especially popular among students and young people due to its lively and inclusive ambience. Since it's been closed, it's been open to paranormal investigation teams. Whoa. And the like. So, this place is where I went on investigation
0: last year. Yes. Yes, I remember now. Yeah. A lot's happened in the last year, Ash. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it has but i was just thinking literally when we were doing the opening little bits this episode how our books finally come out this week we are meeting up today uh, to do a live investigation and i'm talking about a property which i've investigated in person and i don't even sort of realized it's all sort of happened on the same day yeah it wasn't by I hadn't even planned to do this episode. This pub today just sort of fell. It just awesome. seems to all tie in. Tie yeah. in a little bit. So the mansion, like I say, it's now open to panel investigation teams and ghost ghost tours and stuff. It's a well known haunted location. And many believe that it's full of sorrowful energy that's been brought about by quite a few tragic deaths, and unfortunate occurrences that happened at the mansion. These include, in 1892, the death of Leo Pinto, aged six months, who died in a forgotten bedroom. In 1910, the death of Sophie Gian Pinto, same family, aged 57, who died in another bedroom. 1922, the death of Joaquim Pinto, aged 72, who died in the ballroom. Between 1941, 1945, several deaths of club members went and fought in World War II, and were killed. In the 1950s, there's a fire in the bedroom. Which didn't kill anybody, but obviously damaged the building. In the 1960s, a child fell through the skylight, and they end up dying at the bottom of the stairs. In 2008, there was another fire, in the servants wing so quite a lot of sort of tragic and bad things kind of happening I've realised I've not put the picture up so let's just have a look
0: weird creepy
1: so it's a good picture, uh, Haunted Hunts a group that do investigations there, and that's their picture I've very kindly used because um, they've got a good background on it, so you are listening on audio you, have a, you go to our YouTube you can see the videos and yeah images yeah. of the pub and everything as well. So panel activity has been reported there back to the 1970s when a rocking chair machine seen moving on its own. Another chair like we had in, mm. your, oh, in your pub. Uh, staff that worked in the building when it was a nightclub reported strange noises and the feeling of being watched. And party goers also reported to being pushed by unknown hands and humming can be heard when no one's around. On numerous occasions, a shallow person is reportedly seen walking the full length of the building from the blue room to the end of the ballroom. And the skylight where the child fell through, which is kind of above the it's it's the staircase as you go in through the main door, Mm -hmm. it's like a big grand piano in this like sort of hallway and the stairs on the right, but they twist. So you go up the stairs to your right, and then they go around, so you end up at the left. Okay. Yep. As you go in, the skylight there is where the child fell through and then end up dead at the bottom of the stairs, and whispering and childish voices can be heard in this kind of lobby area where his grand piano is. Unexplained flashes of light have been frequently reported over the years, and lots of just shadows and things being seen like moving when you look there, there's no one there, or things like that. Our favourite show, Most Haunted. Uh, they they did an investigation show there. <laughs> and uh, they they obviously they had on camera they caught glasses smashing. Obviously. Uh, someone went upstairs and knocking and and tapping. Didn't get pulled up the stairs did they by a bit of road
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do I never seen that episode.
1: Um, so, I mean, when we were there, um we were down in the cellar, and there's like a number of rooms down in the basement area, and we were doing the vigil down there, and we kept having the music box going off. That in itself is just creepy, because Ooh. you're in the pits black, it's silent, the next minute the twinkling noise of the old school style line... Yeah. Wow. Don't music box the start. Ding 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 ding. Like, That's creepy. So, yeah. I mean that kept going off repeatedly. Um and seemingly on response as well. Um so we put it near the door. And I was stood near, near the door. I was like the closest person to the door. And this was just outside the door, this music box, and it's triggered when someone walks near it. Oh my god, that was creepy. <laughs> like really saying something like it's okay you can come into the room and then he went off as if someone had walked past well wow. the, the music box um so that was creepy and that was where i got um we did yesterday's method got a variation on yesterday's method mm-hmm. and when i was when i had it on we sort of went around the, the group taking turns to use it People people wanted to use it and i got a woman's voice saying, um, I can't remember what it was. It was, I think it's, I can't pee or something like that. And I said it like I was laughing as I said it out loud because I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna laugh because it's just, it's just a very random, funny, um, I mean, I can't, it's something yeah. like I can't pee or something. Well, I didn't see it afterwards. Like, there's, I can't remember what like, ills it was, but it's very common back in like 19th okay. century where like you're in type diseases. So that easily treatable now would obviously be uh, more people <laughs> back there. I imagine. You know, yeah. And then I got one response on the, uh, well, voice that I heard on the method saying stop. Yeah. It kept coming through, stop. And then it came through, stop the experiment Ooh. or end the experiment. Well, I didn't say it out loud because I seems to be the only person that kind of picked up any words. And in my head, I thought it sounds like I'm saying it on purpose. Like I'm making it up. Stop the experiment is like too good of a result. yeah like, it feels Oh, fake. I remember
0: he's talking about this.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 So I never said it just because I thought heard it? it's it's like, too... it's too good of an answer. It just sounds too fake. I didn't want to say it. The people are going to think now this guy's just blagging. Uh, so it's literally like stop the experiment. Like no. so I didn't say it, but it came, came through. I told the guy afterwards, like it came through closed day. Like, it's either end or stop, and the exp- I think it was end-, end the experiment. Like, man's voice came through it's on nice. the edge, but I didn't say it out loud because it was too. Uh, apart from that, we didn't have much happen. Um, we did table, we did a Ouija board, nothing happened. Yeah. Um, we did table tipping, whereas it was a bit weird. i uh, never done table tipping before or any sort, any, any, anything like that, and it was weird because. There's four of us, two guys I was with that I knew, and two stranger people. Not stranger people, strangers. Uh, people didn't Well, they were kind of a bit strange. Um, and we had our fingers on it, and it was tipping that much. Two of them had let go completely, because it had tipped that much, they so couldn't physically keep their hand on it. I had literally the lightest touch of like three, fingerna- three finger- fingertips on it. I knew a guy had very similar. And it was that bent over. There's no way it shouldn't have fell. Like gravity would yeah. have to Because we had no I had no strength behind it. So I had no actual I wasn't putting any force to keep it up. I was literally just mm. had three fingertips lightly on it. I could see the other guy opposite it was very similar. And I was laughing. Just cause I was just like in disbelief. Like, how is this tail not fell over? How was it? It's mm. so literally on one leg tipped like nearly upside down but still on this one table leg like i said i never done table tipping or even locked into it to even know yeah like with that something that's normal or what but that's just a weird thing because when we were downstairs earlier and we could because we're in different groups it's quite a big a lot of people were there two rooms above us was where the table tipping was there's loads of banging and everything happened we didn't get any banging from the table was just this really weird tip pretty much tipped upside down but still on the floor it was yeah I mean, well, it I've seen videos of people doing table tipping and it's I don't know I mean I'm sceptical minded and you see it you watch videos of it and you see it and they're like <laughs> nearly dancing just like yeah. in circles and like like the hands are on it like clearly putting fasten it and then one person will like go and then it stops and they get back on it Like it seems obvious, like it's just them just doing the thing on one leg and doing circles with it. Just thinking, what what's happening? They're doing that where it wasn't spinning or anything. It's just literally tipped upside down. Really, I don't know. It was yeah a little weird. weird.
0: That's the thing. Until you do these experiments for yourself Mm. and get a result, it's like everything. Until you're, it happens to you. It's very difficult to sometimes believe what appears to be a gravity defying table so yeah Interesting. I, I can't
1: and like at the time i think thinking back i can't explain how that table didn't fall over like it's just just weird but yeah i thought that's cool i saw this i was like yeah i do because i've been there yeah um, definitely and it's got a bit of a thingy uh story history and it was it, it was a nightclub it was like a snooker hall and stuff, so it yeah. does come under the pub on Belle. Even it was originally a, a mansion for a wealthy family, Yeah, during the industrial revolution in Manchester. Awesome, uh, but yeah, no, that was the Antwerp Mansion in Manchester,
0: and that was another episode. So join us again in our next episode where we'll talk about some other pubs on our haunted pub crawl for sure.